We're back for more. Anybody here want more? <laughs> uh, by the way, that's just a great prayer. You know, you hear it all the time, but more, Lord, is a great prayer. Um, especially when you don't quite know what it is you need. More, Lord. It's like, okay, here you go. All right, so we're going to keep going in the book of Acts. Um, and uh, I want to go to Acts 4. Because I told you already in, the last, in the, our last session that the book of Acts tells the story of how these, uh, I'll just say, Frady cats, <laughs> suddenly became bold lions with courage and went out and did great exploits. So we're just going to look at a little bit more of where Holy Spirit shows up. I mean, he's all over the place in, in Acts. But uh, Acts chapter 4, starting at verse 29. I love this passage. Because they, um, they get persecuted. And um, so, you know, without Holy Spirit... When you get persecuted, you'll, you'll stop. Because none of us particularly like that feeling, um, getting slammed or shut down or whatever. However, with Holy Spirit in you, so, there's a different response. So now, uh, verse 29, And now, Lord, take note, Lord, you take note of their threats. And you help your servants to proclaim your message with all fearlessness, by stretching out your hand to heal and to work miracles and marvels through the name of your holy servant Jesus. As they prayed, the house where they were assembled rocked. That's what mine says. That's what it says. As they prayed, the house where they were assembled rocked. From this time they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, began to proclaim the word of God fearlessly. Now, Clearly there were people there who were already filled with the Spirit, but something happened. What's going to happen is more and more as we gather with people, there's always going to be a few people who maybe haven't yet experienced the Holy Spirit, who He is, the fullness of the Spirit. And as we continue to go deeper with the Lord, sometimes they just get filled because it just kind of happens spontaneously. It's not always a set prayer, like, you know, Holy Spirit can do what He wants whenever He wants. So that's kind of what happened here, and all of a sudden they were just even more fearless and went for it. So he's going to um, give you boldness in persecution. Um, now here's an interesting one. Turn to Acts um, chapter 8. Verse 14. When the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had accepted the word of God. Remember what Jesus said, you're, you're going to be my witnesses not just here in Jerusalem, but in Samaria. Oh, hey, it already happened. Here we are in Acts chapter 8. They're already, the word's already out in Samaria now. Uh, so when they heard this, that they accepted the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, and they went down there and prayed for them to receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet... He had not come, he, the Holy Spirit, had not come down on any of them. See that upon thing. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. So then they laid their hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. Um, 
something pretty special happened right there. Something very visible. Sometimes when you see Holy Spirit move and people are rocking and shaking and laughing and crying and whatever, um, if, especially if you don't understand that kind of thing, it, it can be a little confusing at times. I'll, I'll again share more of my story with you in a bit because it was for me at, at first too. But there's, it's, it's undeniable in Scripture when Holy Spirit shows up, He shows up. And you know He was there. And you know why right here, very next sentence, uh, when Simon saw that the Spirit was given through the laying on of hands, he wanted to offer them money to get it. Of course, it didn't work. that didn't work out so well for him. They're like, uh, you don't want to do that. You don't want to offer money what's yours for free. Hey, there's a good word right there, which means it's already yours. You can't earn it. You can't pay for it. It's yours. But something happened to make him go, whoa, what? Uh, can I give you some money for that? So something happened. It doesn't really explain what, but something pretty cool happened. Let me read it to you. That same um, scripture, I want to read to you in the Source New Testament. I love this one. I, I know you can't like keep going and buying everything. So again, some of you are going to want to get this. That's fine. But it's the Source New Testament. Uh, by Dr. A. Nyland. I love some of the word studies and some of that. She digs into the Greek and stuff in some very cool ways. And um, so check out her translation. Um, so again, this is Acts 8, chapter 8, verses 14. She says, this is her translation. I'm going to read some of her notes too. When the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had taken hold of God's word, they sent out Peter and John to join them. When Peter and John had come down, they prayed about the Samaritans that they would take hold of the Holy Spirit. For as yet, the Holy Spirit had not fallen on any of them, but they had only made a beginning having been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. What she does is with her understanding, as she'll explain the words, she crafts it in such a way that it's saying much closer to what the words actually mean in the Greek. Um, and so that's why you're hearing some interesting phrases like um, taking hold of instead of receiving. I, I love that. Um, and, and how they'd only made a beginning. They were just at the beginning of the journey. Oh, there's more, Right. So this is what she says, though, on that part where it says that they, would, they prayed that they would take hold of the Holy Spirit. She writes down below, the sub subjunctive mood of hopos, that they would, the phrase that means that they would, take hold of the Spirit, that they would, even after, you don't have to understand all this, even after the preceding past tense indicates that the result is regarded as something which will surely come to pass. So you don't, you don't read that in your Bible, that the moods, the tenses. You guys, if you study uh, languages, you know, you know that there's all kinds of cool things about languages that once you translate them over into English, it, it loses stuff. This is one of the things that was lost in that verse was there was a knowing. When they prayed, it wasn't, gee, hope Holy Spirit shows up. They knew that they knew that they knew what was going to happen. Just saying. <laughs> By the way, like right there, you know, when some, I will just say this. 
we all have different Holy Spirit meters going on inside of us. And in fact, the more acquainted you are with Him, the more active those are going to be. And I will actually say they can, they can kind of go up and down depending on how in tune you are with Him, how much you want intimacy, how much... So you can shut Holy Spirit off if you choose to. You really can. Um, I don't know why you'd want to, but you can. Because again, He's a gentleman. But sometimes, like, like even there, right when that cry came out, we already read, a, someone, one of you said that the Holy Spirit is the one who intercedes, groans for us is the, is the real translation. He groans for us with, with in, when we don't have words for things. That was a groan like I heard, like, whoa, Holy Spirit. That was like, to me, an exclamation point. He was like, did you get that? <laughs> See, I love, I love translating. I mean, to me, my spirit kind of translates some of that. And it just becomes part of the package of what's going on. Um, you know, okay, and let me just say this. Can sometimes people be in the flesh, meaning they just get used to hoeing and hawing and all that, and so they just do it, some of their own stuff, and it's not Holy Spirit? Of course. Absolutely that can happen. Do, do some people do crazy things because they want attention? Yep, that can happen. So, um, but does that nullify the whole thing? So, sometimes that's what people are afraid of. They're saying, well, it kind of looks like to me that person just wants attention. Well, maybe so. And maybe they're just growing, and maybe they're immature in this right now, but they did experience some things, and, now, and they really like the experience, and so now sometimes they just kind of do it on their own, and they're still learning. What's Holy Spirit? What's me? So this is where we have to have grace for each other and, and just kind of experience things together. But understand that Holy Spirit is moving, and... Um, um, and so, again, I told you earlier, and, and even you know, any of you who are watching this at, at home, if things start to happen around you, if, if, um, and something is just like, well, that was odd, that was a little strange, go talk to them. Hey, what, was, what were you experiencing? What was that like? I'm just trying to learn. Um, and you know what? Their answer might be, I don't know. I don't know what that was about. That's okay. But, but let me tell you what it felt like. They might be able to do that. They may not be able to tell you what it is yet. That's okay. Because again, God is he's taking us into new mysteries all the time. Because if we, if we have God figured out, we're in a heap of trouble. He's a pretty small God. And I don't see anything in scriptures about a God that is easily figure outable. <laughs> he's, he is. There's parts of him that he really wants you to know. But there's, he's always going to have mysteries. He wants you to go on a journey. You know, why do you, why do you when you were little, why did you go and, you know, go on hikes and discover things? Because it's fun. He knows the journey is fun. He wants you to go on this exploration with him and figure things out. All right? So there you go. I'm going to go to the next one. Holy Spirit is for all people. Acts 10, we already said his flesh is poured out, I mean, uh, his spirit's poured out on all flesh, all humanity. I told you that story about those junior high boys. And um, Acts 10, starting with verse 44, this is where, you know, Jew, the Jews thought they had a corner on God. He, he's our God. That is a true statement. <laughs> He is their God. He's never forgotten his covenant with them. They will always be the apple of his eye. But I have no problem saying that. And 
the father is wildly in love with every single child of his on the earth. Both are true statements. But especially early on, this is interesting. When you read the book of Acts, it's pretty real because they were still figuring stuff out. They didn't have it all figured out yet. What? You mean the Gentiles, which is non-Jews, they get it too? Are you sure, God? That doesn't, that doesn't like jive with everything I grew up with. And uh, this is kind of what that experience is. While Peter was speaking, verse 44 of chapter 10, while Peter was speaking, the Holy Spirit came down on all the listeners. But the thing is, is that all the listeners weren't Jewish. Oops. <laughs> Jewish believers. So, Jews who accepted Jesus as Lord. Jewish believers who had accompanied Peter were all astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit should be poured out on Gentiles too. Since they could hear them speaking in strange languages and proclaiming the greatness of God. There you go. There's, there's evidence of tongues. Peter himself then said, Could anyone refuse the water of baptism to these people now that they have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? Jeez, I guess we're going to have to let them in. I guess, I guess we have to baptize them. He then gave orders for them to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Afterwards, they begged him to stay on for some days. Now, order was flipped. Did you notice that too? Filled with the Spirit first. And then they're like, dang. I guess God does love them. I guess they are in. I guess we better baptize them in the name of Jesus. Isn't that wild? I'm just saying. Okay, I'm going to say that a lot because... I don't have this all figured out, but the, the further I go on in this journey, the more amazed I am at God. The more I am convinced He is passionate about making Himself known to all people. All people. And He's not going to give up on anybody. I don't care. You could name the worst person you think you could come up with. I, I'm telling you, He has not given up on Him. And I'm loving hearing the stories, too, of, of uh, you know performers and people who who are just seem to be way into the world and doing what they want to do. And you start hearing stories back of their private life and how much they're seeking God and how miserable they are and, and God coming and showing up. And you hear God stories. In the, and I know these are confirmed reports. That much just making stories up. But, but where, where God is visiting Muslims in their homes at night, dreams, entire villages see Jesus and they wake up and say, who was that man in white? I need to know him. See, God is, he is big, but he is good, good, good. And his heart is, I have to have you all. I've got to have you all. I, I, I'm going to make it so hard for you to say no to me. Um, so, he's amazing. Okay, we'll get into that more next week. Um, Holy Spirit directs our path. Um, Acts 16. 6 to 10. So, um, Paul and Timothy, they're traveling through, and I know I'm going to butcher a lot of these names, so just see now you're all, we're all in good company, okay? So for, through Phrygia and the Galatian country, because they had been told by the Holy Spirit not to preach the word in Asia. When they reached the frontier of Mysia, they turned to go into Bithynia, but as the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them, they went through Mysia and came to, uh, down to Troas. Uh, so, first of all, they were told by the Holy Spirit not to preach the word in Asia. They wouldn't allow him to go to certain places. Then one night Paul had a vision 
Macedonian appeared and kept urging him in these words, Come across to Macedonia and help us. Once he had seen this vision, we lost no time in arranging a passage to Macedonia, convinced that God had called us to bring them the good news. Uh, can you trust visions? You know, in other words, another question is, how does... How is the Holy Spirit going to speak to you? He'll speak to you in all kinds of ways. But I will tell you that most of us in this room are far too busy for our own good and preoccupied with a lot of things. And so in the nighttime is often when we're finally have quieted this brain down. And our spirit, your spirit is never disconnected from God's spirit even when you're sleeping. So, of course, God would speak to you in the night. I, I, I have a lot of really powerful dreams. I, um, I shared the one with you, right, where Jesus came to me in a dream so, and, and touched me and all that stuff that brought me here to this region. Very powerful. But I want to share with you actually a, a, a pretty amazing visionary experience that happened to me. I was, this was probably about 15 years ago. I was already um, baptized and filled in this, with the Spirit by that time. I'll still define those terms for you. Um, and, um, but at this point, oh, I'm sorry, in this uh, um, story, I was with a youth group. We were at um, a, a youth rally, you know, an event. It was pretty powerful. It was, it was de definitely, they were going deep in the spirit in their worship. And so I was in this room, worshiping God. It was kind of a dark, darker room. And um, suddenly, in the midst of this worship, I get, I see a vision of um, an like an, a native, well, an Indian chief, or not, not Indian, uh, because it was actually someone from Greenland. It was a, a chief of a tribe. There you go. That's the word I'm looking for. A tribe in Greenland. How do I know that? I can't tell you how I knew that. I just, that's who he was. And, and suddenly, I was praying for him and for his people, his people group, that tribe. I can tell you where on a map it was. I don't even know the map of Greenland. When I had this experience, I couldn't have drawn the Greenland for you. But I knew exactly what Greenland looked like, and I could point to you now. I mean, it kind of looks like this. It was right there. I could point to you right where it was because he... To this day, I cannot tell you whether I actually went there and prayed for them or I was here, and it really doesn't matter in the spirit. What I was doing was interceding for them. I was, I was starting, and I spoke in this tongue that I had never had before. I had already spoken in tongues for years before that time, but suddenly I had this, this tribal, this forceful tongue that I have never experienced before in my life. It just suddenly came upon me, and I'm praying, and I'm interceding for these, and it probably lasted 10, 15 minutes. I was deep in this place. I could tell you what he looked like. I could tell you where it was. To this day, many, I mean, I, I tell the Lord to this day, God, if anyone tells me to come to Greenland, I'm there. If anyone invites me from Greenland, I am so there. Because I, I, again, I don't know whether he'll ever bring me around to actually meet those people or not. doesn't really matter. But that was an experience that because I was open to the Holy Spirit, because I was, um, you know, my heart was open to experiences to saying, yes, Lord, whatever you want, that's where we'll go. That happened to me. Um, so, I'm just, that's just another experience. I, I, the cool thing would be, and I know we don't have time because I know there's stories like that out there. I know you, you all have amazing, some of you have some just astounding stories. If you don't, 
Keep your journals handy because they're coming. If you want to go there with them, more and more and more will be coming. And um, gosh, yeah, I could go way out there for a moment. But um, if, if, God, if God is 100% committed, which he is, to reaching the world, one of the arguments has been, well, what if there's an unreached people group? Well, see, I don't see that being a problem for God. Not only can he come to them in their dreams, but he can send you to them. And there are more and more of these experiences. I, like I told you, was I really there or not? I really don't know. But there are some people who have very much gone to places in portals, given to them by the Lord. They go to places, they come back. You're like, what? That's just crazy. Yeah, I know. I know it's crazy. Jesus said you're going to do this and you're going to do more. What's the, what's the more? I don't think we've even seen all the more yet. How is God going to reach six, seven billion people? I don't know, but it's going to look like more than one person telling 12 people how to share the gospel. It's going to look like a lot more than that. And if God's not going to be, if he's not going to stop, if his heart's not going to be stopped by re- before reaching all of his kids, it's going, to, it's going to happen in some wild ways. Now, whether you're part of that or not has everything to do with whether you want to be part of that or not. So for some of you, you're like, Brent, you just stretched way past my limit. I'm just trying to figure out who is Holy Spirit, you know? <laughs> and you're talking to me these stories. Um, <laughs> some of you are saying, just, just cool it. Let me get this much. So for the rest of you, there is so much more. There is so much more, and we are going there because he's going to do it. I, I think I meant, if I didn't mention this in here, you just need to hear this. The last two or three months... I'm about to jump out of my skin because the Holy Spirit is so moving. There, we, the whole world has bumped to a whole new level. Not everybody knows it because it kind of depends on how connected in you are. But when he says we're moving from glory to glory to glory, that's what he means and there's only one direction. That's where we're going. And something, I know that I know that I know in my spirit, something just got bumped up a notch. And um, at, at Blazing Fire, how many of you were there Saturday night? <laughs> was that wild or was that wild? That, in some ways, what, I'll, I'll just share you really quick. I won't tell the long story. There's just not time. But, but um, we were worshiping. We were kind of in a mellow place towards the end of worship, really going deep with the Lord. And then suddenly the people started seeing tongues and it and it started to go come in waves and I got my shofar out and blew it and then I started making some declarations about what God was doing and and then in the midst of that I said um, I said you know put the Lord's clothing you right now let him put his robe of righteousness on you and then I said now he's going to put his dancing shoes of joy on you and Stevie D who was back in the drum kit in, at Blazing Fire uh, in Livermore he starts kicking into this. I'm like, I'm looking back at him. I'm liking it, but I'm like, okay. On his end, this is the coolest thing in the world. He's not here, is he? Because I'd have him tell it. This is the coolest thing in the world. He's back there, and God's telling him, God's telling him, I'm going to have you, um, everyone's going to start dancing. I'm going to have you drumming, and you're going to get everyone dancing. And he's like, no, Lord, I am not. That's, that's not going to happen, because we have one more slow song, and even in practice, they told me I was playing too loud just to bring it way down. 
It's like, no, Lord, that's not the right protocol. That's not going to happen. But, but his foot's still on the thing. I mean, he can barely stand it, you know. He's like, and, um, and, then, and then he starts to hear something. He, t- he takes a plug out of his ear. And he goes, oh, my gosh, they're all singing in tongues. He's like, and the Lord says, yeah, and you're going to get them dancing. He's like, no, Lord, no, 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 no. And, and he's like, finally he says, all right, all right, God. If, if Pastor Brent says, the shoes of joy. No, no, no. The dancing shoes of joy. I'll do it. Is that cool? And I get up there. I have never in my life that I recall ever said, put on your dancing shoes of joy. I don't recall ever saying that. It's not like something I say. And all, as soon as I said that, but obedience, right? We have relationship too. You know, he, there is protocol. He, he's, his heart is with us. It's not like he's his own person doing whatever he wants. But he's like, yes, Lord. And he kicks it in. Pretty soon, Pete comes in on the bass. And you got the, you got, you got the, you know, electric guitar coming in. The place just starts hopping and going nutso. And, and for 20 minutes, I am jumping around the stage. I am, I am decla- making declarations about the line of the tribe of Judah. Shofars are going. I kid you not, everybody in the house was standing. And 90% of the people were jumping like crazy like nobody's business nobody cared we were it was breakthrough it was it was uh, victory it was God's doing he orchestrated it these are the times we're living in we have to stop being apologetic when Holy Spirit starts showing up in certain ways there's always going to be people who don't understand there's always going to be people who say, you're a little on the loony side. You know, I really could care less anymore. And especially after, and I know Saturday night was just the start of things. That night, by the way, Carol Dew gets up and does a 30-minute sozo. People are sobbing all over the, the room. A sozo is like a deep healing God prayer. And, and then Bill Dew gets up and in 15 minutes' time, probably 50 people are healed of various ailments all over the, all over the room. You know, just a typical gathering. When, when you give Holy Spirit permission to be Himself and you stop being embarrassed by Him, apologetic for your part in it. Stevie D, for example, just had to go for it, but he broke it all open because of it. And I, and I told him later, way to go. You know, you, anyway. See, that's what we signed up for. Lonnie, Lonnie got up in front of the church. I don't know if he said it here. Maybe he did. He said, why not revival here? Why not revival breaking out in this school where Holy Spirit so shows up that all of a sudden this becomes a, day, a place where night and day nobody's leaving? Why, why not? The, the only ones limiting it is us, is what we think God can do or wouldn't do. It's got to be a God thing. You can't make that happen. But you can position your heart to say, yes, Lord, we are all in. And Holy Spirit, come and have your way. And when you get a group of people that does that, something powerful is going on. In, in the heavenly, something powerful. Earth, heaven's looking in and going, oh. Oh, they want this. Oh, they want revival. They want spirit to break out. It will get tested. It will get tested. As you're going after the Lord, it's going to get tested. What, what do I mean by that? I mean, I mean, when we started Blazing Fire 13 years ago, there's no question we were that church. And in people that weren't in our church, that wasn't a good term. Oh, it's that church. And so you, you gets tested like, you know, 
gosh, people think I'm crazy. I'm, oh, well, um, I'm going to have to go for it. But what we've decided is that we want, from now until Jesus returns, we want to be known as that church. Um, and understand, there's only one church. So I'm not, I, this is not us and them. I, any of you who know my heart know that that's the farthest thing from my heart. I, Jesus loves every part of his church. I'm just saying my expression, who I am, and what I said yes to for the Lord, and, and how he moves because of, um, because of the leadership that I've given and the freedom for the Holy Spirit to move, I don't want that to end. I want, us to, I want the mystery to keep being way above what we understand. I want, I, we've got to keep going there. We have to, we have to, we have to. So that's probably good for you all to know as you're signing that paper. Because cause really when you step foot inside this building, it's good to know my heart because that's what, that's what you're signing up for here. You know, you don't have to have that outside of this classroom. But we're going to be unapologetic here. We're, we're just, this is who we are. And, and because of that, I mean, I see about 50, 60 world changers here. Because once you, once you get to that place where you really don't care anymore about the people that think you're a little over the edge, you're going to start having amazing encounters with God. And, and as importantly, you're going to start impacting people's lives like crazy. The, the fruit in my life, once... I was filled with the Spirit, and once I really got the Father's love and the finished work of the cross, but once I was filled and it was pouring out of me, the fruit has been crazy big. Crazy. There's no end to it. I have more things than I could possibly know what to do with in a day as far as impacting, 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 impacting. And that, if it's not already true for you, it will be. It will be. That's His plan for you. Well, that was way off the notes, but it was good. It was good. So, yeah, one more, Acts 19. I haven't even told you my story if I've been baptized in the Spirit yet. We've got to get there. Oh, gosh, we've got to get there. Yeah, that, oh, my gosh, okay. Acts 19, this is the last one in Acts. This is just a wild story. It happened that while Apollos was in Corinth, Paul made his way overland as far as Ephesus, where he found a number of disciples. When he asked, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you became believers? They answered, no, we never even were told there was such a thing as a Holy Spirit. What are you talking about? What's that? Who's he? And he asked, then how were you baptized? And they replied, with John's baptism. What was John's baptism? Water repentance. Repentance. Get ready. Get right. Because the king is coming. Get right. Do you know many people want to go back to John's baptism? John's baptism was the old covenant. Get yourselves right. The king's coming. That's old covenant. Is, is there anything wrong with repentance? No, not at all. Repentance means you're turning away from from bad stuff and who you were before Jesus and you're turning to him. That repentance is all, the kingdom's all about repentance. But it's no longer about get yourselves right for the king. It's now the king says, let me get you right. That's the difference. That's the difference between the old and the new. So, they had John's baptism 
which was a baptism of repentance, but he insisted that the people should believe in the one who was to come after him. Oh, that's right, there's more to the story. Namely, Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And the moment Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came down on them, and they began to speak with tongues and to prophesy. Whoosh! God is taking over. He's taking over the earth. It's His. And he's like, I'm taking my kids back. I'm taking my bride back. And He's using the Holy Spirit to do it. So I'm just saying, get used, get ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Um, and so, my, my own experience. Um, um, I did not grow up used to any of this. I grew up in a, a very traditional church. Um, didn't even accept Jesus until I was in junior high because I didn't know I was supposed to have a relationship with him. And uh, that was a very real encounter. But then um, when I went to college, I went into another traditional church where they taught me all the reasons why the gifts weren't for today, why um, none of this, we didn't have access. That was just for the apostles. By the way, if you on, on the bottom of your page, I gave you some fur, further reading. So... There you go. You could buy six more books. And uh, um, they're, all, they're all really good. There's reasons why I put them all down there. Um, but that second one down, Surprised by the Power of the Spirit by Jack Deere. He was, he was a, a seminary professor at Dallas Theological Seminary, um, which is a very conservative seminary that teaches that none of this is for today. At least it did back in the day. I don't honestly. God's changing so much. I don't know really where anything is anymore because everything's changing before our very eyes. But I know back in the day when he wrote this, uh, they certainly did not believe in the gifts, uh, the power gifts, the prophecy, speaking in tongues, healing, things like that. And so that it's his journey of how he came to grips with all this and totally immersed himself into the world of the spirit and saw his whole life change before his eyes. Uh, phenomenal book. So, so that was me. I did not have that experience at all. And um, I went to seminary at um, at Fuller Theological Seminary. And my first quarter, I took 12 units of Greek. I just immersed myself in and you know, eat, drink, think Greek for a while. Um, the reason why that's an important part of my story is because I was with a bunch of students in that class, and I actually knew them to be normal people. I mean, we were studying Greek together, you know? Well, the next quarter, some of those very same people were in another class I took, which was um, church renewal. It was a two-week intensive, which means every night, four hours, this group of Christians from England came over to teach it. Well, silly me, I thought I was going to learn principles about how to renew a church. Isn't that why you go to seminary, you know, to learn <laughs> principles and things you can apply, which, which I did, learn things like that. But... I thought that's what this class was going to be. And what it was, was it was this group from England was a charismatic group of Christians from England. And they actually wanted you to renew your church in the Spirit. Like, oh, you wanted something that has life in it. Oh, then you need Holy Spirit. And so every night we would have, we would have long worship sessions. And I would, I would watch these people around me. Now, I love Jesus. I really did. But I'd watch people around me and they're just sobbing, you know, Jesus, I love you. I'm like, well, I love Jesus, but not like that. 
What's wrong with me? What's up? And and then, you know, then, again, this traditional, Christian traditional background, I'm, I'm looking and I'm going, now it's getting weird. Some of them are speaking in tongues. I don't know what this is. I don't like this. And some of them are prophesying. And it was just weird. But because I knew them as my friends a quarter earlier, I went, huh, I, th- I thought they were normal people. And so... You know, then your brain starts having to deal with some of this. And I, finally, I came to the point where I said, okay, God. All right, God. You ever have these talks? Okay, God. Let's just get real because this is, this is out there for me. But I'll tell you what. If this is real, if it's real, then I want it. And God says, thank you. That's all I needed. <laughs> So I went up to the, the um, after class that first, it was only the end of the first week. So this is after five days of just seeing spirit alive all around me. I went up to one of the, to the team and I had, had some questions. And they were very gracious to answer them, especially it was a lot about tongues. You know, what, what is this really? And is it for today? And by, by the way, another really quick parenthesis, because people kind of wonder, and people will have different opinions. In fact, you in this room and some out there, you won't necessarily agree with me, and I'm totally okay with that. The, the gift of tongues is one of the gifts of the Spirit. So I don't believe that a person has to speak in tongues in order, as the evidence that you've been baptized in the Spirit. I've seen people, I've seen people prophesying, healing the sick. Some, many of them later receive tongues. Again, it's like we have this box and we want everything to fit into it. And God can kind of do it in any order, any way that he wants. It's the more you're open to, the more you're going to get. All of it's yours. It's just how much do you want. And so anyway, that was just a quick aside because we could spend two hours on the gift of tongues and we're not going to today. I don't mind answering those questions for some of you that have them later. But um, So there I was. I come up and I ask them these questions. They answer them to, for me and I say, well... Okay, I guess, yeah, I guess I want it. Okay, so they said, well, tell you what, you know, we'll just start praying over you. I had one of my friends um, from seminary, which was good. Someone I trusted was there and a couple people from the team. And, and they said, tell you what, just, just, just you know, worship God. Just um, thank him in, in, in uh, English and don't worry about it. And we'll just pray over you. So I said, okay, you know, thank you, Lord. I love you. And they start praying and they're praying in tongues and um and, and I don't know how long it was. It wasn't very long, maybe 30 seconds later. All of a sudden, I began to just feel something. I began to feel this, you know, something that starts in my head. And it was like this, this, mm, this power, this electricity that's just moving all through me. And suddenly, my words that were English are starting to come out in a different language. And, but even, this is the best part of all, is that I felt like every care was a million miles away. I had not a care in the world. That was the best part of it all, really. And, and um, the whole thing lasted, I mean, it was, it was a very wonderful experience. The whole thing lasted probably just a couple minutes. I, I didn't know yet that I could probably have kept going for a long time if I wanted to. It was just like, Oh, cool, that was fun. Okay, great. You know, I'm, I think I'm the one that kind of shut it off. And um, anyway, then, then the next days after that, um, the, the best way I can describe this is, you know, like a, a, a little baby that, like maybe for the very first time you, you give him a sweet, you know, something? 
and they've never had that taste yet. And they, 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 they're going, okay, whatever. Oh. Oh. I, I, I want more, 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 more. So <laughs> it's kind of like that. When it's new, you're like, ooh, I, ooh, I like that. And suddenly it becomes about the yummy feeling, which is very cool. It's part of the journey. But I remember the next several days, like just kind of laying in my bed and in a sense working it up until I felt that whoosh and the rush and the yummies. And, you know, God's totally okay with that. Um, I just didn't yet know that there, that there was a real more of a purpose behind it than just making me feel yummy good. Though making me feel yummy good isn't a bad thing. There was more to it. And I started to learn that. All of a sudden, I was interested in new things. You know, I began to explore um, healing and Gosh, I do not have time for, this, for the long version right now. But, but suddenly my eyes were open and my world was open. I, I, I f- it's like, you know, Dorothy going from black and white into color into the land of Oz. That's what it's like. Your, your Christian life goes from black and white to color. And, and there's, no, there's no end to the expanse. There's no end to what's out there. Um, I, I found myself like a kid in a candy store saying, what? Really? I can have all this? He's like, oh, yeah. You gotta have all this. So I didn't really know what to do with it at first because of my background and I was going into the same traditional church. And so I didn't I didn't even know how this was gonna fit. Like how does this even fit with where I'm going? And so I kinda put it on a shelf for a while. I didn't really know what to do with it, with Holy Spirit, with the gifts. And and sometimes that's part of our journey. We just we get either overwhelmed or we're not sure what's going on and so we just kind of shelf it for a while but do you know that God never shelves it <laughs> he's like oh you thought you put it out here but really it was in here because it hasn't gone I haven't gone anywhere so it was it was actually later when I when I started to explore and I went down to um, the Anaheim Vineyard John Wimber oh my goodness I was if you don't know him oh well it, but the, the founder of the Vineyard Church. But again, massive, wor- I mean, incredible worship. That's when I really fell in love with worship. But to this day, I'm just, I'm all about worship. I'm all about the presence. Um, the other stuff is just icing on the cake. You know, all the other the gifts and all that. I just worship. Um, so that that's... <sighs> my, my, there's so much to my story, I can, and I cannot possibly tell it all. Um, but that's, that was my initial, what I would call, baptism of the Spirit. Let me finally define the term. That baptism of the Spirit is that initial outpouring, the initial filling. Um, Paul, let me uh, skip over this one and go to this one. Paul says in, um, in Ephesians 5.18, he says, be filled with the Spirit. He says, don't get drunk on wine. That leads to dissipation. That leads to things that are, you're going to regret later. Tell you what, get filled with the Spirit. But I will tell you something. There's a reason why he put the two together. Remember in Acts 2? Yeah. Oh, these men are drunk at 9 in the morning. Why would they say they're drunk at 9 in the morning? Maybe because they acted like drunk people. So Paul says, tell you what, it's just like the, just like the guy... Right, the junior high kid? It's like, oh, there's something that's even better than that. <laughs> so, be filled with the Spirit. That word, actually, the tense is actually be being filled. Be being continuously filled. It's not a one-time event. 
Many Christians are baptized in the Spirit and they go, oh, got that check. Got that one checked off. Okay, now I'm baptized, feel the Spirit, Christian believing. No, no, no. You kind of missed the point. That was your initiation. I would call the baptism your initiation into your color world. And then God says, and be filled, and be filled, and be filled. How often? Oh, all the time. <laughs> so, there you go. I'm, is, I'm looking to see if Pastor Russ is here. Oh, you are there. What do you think, Russ? What are you feeling? Pretty soon, I pretty pretty soon I want to move into. Do you do you want to do something real short? <laughs> All right, tell you what. So Pastor Russ and, um, and his wife Susan just have amazing ministry, especially inner healing. They do a lot of inner healing stuff for people. And what I asked them to do before we just kind of break this open a little bit. Sometimes we have like walls up. Um, and we don't even know why. I asked him just to do a little exercise with you to kind of help take those down a little bit before we invite Holy Spirit to really have his way. Do you want this? So, sometimes... Here we go. So sometimes, um, as a part of us that is afraid of losing control. And that's understandable. Right? And some of us have been punished for being because somebody in authority thought we were out of control, even with little children. And we thought, oh no, I don't want to be, I don't ever want, we made a bow, oh, I never want to be out of control again. Um... So what I'm just going to invite you to do, we don't, our, our core values are we don't make people, we don't want to make you do anything. Everything needs to be because you want to. But sometimes it's good to get some good information to make good choices, isn't it? And I won't take too long, Brent. Um, so I just invite you to close your eyes. And we're just going to check in. Uh, we're just going to check, we're going to ask the Holy Spirit who knows all things a question. We're going to ask whether you, whether uh, have I made any? I'll, I'll lead you through this, but I'll tell you ahead of time. Have I made any vows or decisions to always stay in control and in charge? That's getting in the way of you doing what you want to do. Okay. If you don't want to ask that question, you don't have to. <laughs> but we're just. I'll just. I'll just say it, and you can repeat it after me if you want to. Holy Spirit, have I made any vows or decisions that I have to stay in control that has made it hard for you to really move through me and in me? And if you heard a yes, you can just say, Holy Spirit, would you show me what I need to know about that?
And we're going to ask another question. Holy Spirit, will I be in trouble with you if I let you come and move in me? So, and if, if you were shown there are vows or decisions and you want to release yourself from those, we're going to do that now if you want to. So if you want to, you can just say, I release myself from the vows and decisions to never be out of control, to always be in control. Holy Spirit, I want you to have full access to me. And I want to be moving with you. I want to be filled by you. I want to be led by you. And I'm no longer going to be afraid of what that looks like to other people. Was anybody surprised by the answer when you asked the question? <laughs> no, but I think that was it, Brent. Thank you. Anyone feel more freedom? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Brent. a moment I'm going to ask um, I'm going to ask you to get out of your chairs um, and and kind of come up front or off to the side there's not I wish there was enough room for everyone up front but there really isn't so we'll go off to the sides as well I'm going to pray again also just before you move and stuff just for that expectancy to be in your heart um, this really this really isn't about other people praying for you. I know in my experience they did and it, and it was and sometimes it can be helpful, but it isn't necessary. Um, Holy Spirit can move on you anyway anytime he wants. It's really about your heart. Do you, do you want him? I mean that really is what this is about. And um, what we're going to do because we also have people who are watching this from home to the leaders that are here by the way, I've invited in the back, there's probably about, I don't know, 15 or 20 or so, especially with the interns, um, people that are back there. They're here because I invited them here, and I invited them here because they're safe, uh, obviously filled with the Spirit, <laughs> uh, but very safe people, and they're, and they're um, wonderful at just releasing the more and the goodness of God over you. So... For, let me just say this. At the beginning, I want you to, the students, I want you to be in a receiving mode, even if you have long since been baptized in the Spirit or experienced many, you know, f lots of infilling. Because as I said earlier, 
I believe for every single person in this room, there's something new for today. He doesn't have old manna for you. He has new, fresh manna today. So something new. I, maybe you'll be taken somewhere in the spirit. I don't know. Third heaven experiences, I don't know. That's, that's kind of up to him. And sometimes we think in our minds that it has to look like something. We, we have in our minds exactly, see this is us trying to control it all. It's got to look like this if it's real. How about you just say, Holy Spirit, I'm yours. Whatever you want, bring it on. That's just a much better <laughs> prayer. And, and don't worry about it if it looks like what he's doing with other people because that's not the point. The point is he's touching you for you. Okay? And at some point, um, the leaders that are back there, if you could just zero in on me just for a second, the leaders that I invited, you know, I want them to just start them and Holy Spirit first, okay, before we start jumping in. But at some point, we'll start praying over people. Again, our intent is not to interrupt what God's doing, but just to add to, just to... You know, so there might be times where we, we may lay a hand and say nothing, or maybe, maybe we might say some things. But... But don't be waiting for us. You know, I've seen people do this, this, this kind of thing, this kind of thing. You know. <laughs> Are they close? So they come to me next. It's, it's really about you and Holy Spirit. We're, we're going to be moving around quite a bit, do, you know. Um, and also to the leaders back there, I, I want us, when you get something to impart to the to everybody, but including to those who are online. So there's like 250 students online or something, all over the world actually. Then I want, I want you to go ahead, take this microphone and look right in and prophesy to them. Because even if there's a lot of noise going on out here, this camera, this microphone is linked right into the computer. So they'll hear you. Okay? And, um, and so on our end, what we, what we might do, I mean, um, I'm, we, you might even get tapped on. I might tap on you and say, hey, come, go, go bless them. Um, but for you people at home, let me just say this. Just because you're not here doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit isn't going to touch you where you are because he is. And you do not have to have someone here praying over you. We will pray over you in the Spirit. You don't have to have someone touching you to receive from the Holy Spirit. So you're going to get it. You're going to get it right where you are. He's going to make sure of it if you want him, if you want it.